and welcome to this first ever edition of the Hobbs Happenings Podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Hobbs, and thanks for being with us today. Now, you may be wondering, what is the Hobbs Happenings Podcast? And that's a good question, since this is the first ever episode of such a podcast. And let me tell you where the idea came from. When I got to work at Focus on the Family this summer, I loved being able to be a part of the broadcast. It was fun to prepare a broadcast and then also to be able to be behind the mic a couple of times uh, for some recordings. I wanted to find a way to do that in my future, to try to be able to put a podcast together. And so I started thinking, what would be an idea for a podcast that people would actually listen to? I think of some of the podcasts that I like, and I love KSR, but We really don't need me to be talking about Kentucky sports. I love things like Rush Limbaugh, but I don't know enough about politics to really talk about it for people to listen. So I thought, what's going on in our lives as a family? You know, I did the the Hobbs Weekly and now the Hobbs Happenings uh, newsletter or website today to try to keep up a little bit with the family. And I figured that maybe if we added a podcast to it, that would be kind of fun. So that's the idea for this podcast. I'm going to be interviewing different people from around the family about stories that have happened to them. We could do stories about new relationships. We could do stories about new jobs or just big events in people's lives. I hope you enjoy this episode and every episode of the Hobbs Happenings Podcast. Today on the Hobbs Happenings Podcast, we will have Stephen as our guest. As you guys all know, he recently graduated from the police academy in Louisville and is now a full-fledged police officer for the LMPD. I'm excited to talk to him today about his experiences as a police officer and through the academy training that he had. Steven, thanks so much for joining. I am really excited to be talking to you. How are you? How's life going? Good. How are you doing, Andrew? Doing good. Well, I'm excited to be able to interview you about uh, all your police academy stuff. You just finished all that up, and now you're uh, a real live bona fide cop, which has to be pretty cool, right? Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's uh, interesting, to say the least. Yeah, well, how how long have you wanted to be a cop? Uh, basically my whole life. I mean, you know, a lot of kids grow up wanting to be a cop or a firefighter, and I guess mine just always stuck with the firefighter, never went away, or with the police officer. I mean, never went away. So, I guess just kind of ever since I can remember. I remember you telling me before that you had an experience with a job that you almost got in Texas that. Um, you were close to it, but then you had a little bit of trouble with the credits uh, from Liberty to be able to have enough college credits to be able to get the job. Um, what ended up happening with that? How was that resolved? Um, so I basically removed myself because I tried to get Liberty to fix them and there was nothing they could do. So I uh, just removed myself in the process of that one, basically. And what, like... Did you did you think after that was over that you were ever going to be a cop? Had you kind of given up on it, or were you still looking? I don't know if I ever actually gave up. I mean, there were times that I guess I got complacent at my job I was currently at, so I never, like, oh, man, I need to go pursue it again. I would every now, every now and then throw my name in the ring, I guess you could say, for whatever job, police job that was out there, but I never really, like, fully committed to it, I guess. And you tried to get on at Lexington, didn't you, not long ago? And that one was was different, didn't they? Like, they were ready to offer you the job, is that right? And then you decided to not do it? They offered it. Um, I had Lexington, and at the time I was doing, um, I was also interviewing for uh, Fort Worth, Texas. And both of them, 
both of them offered at the same time. Um, and then uh, just because of the way Alyssa's job was, she had gotten a job that she was really starting to like. Um, and where we were living in Simpsonville, we just decided that it was better for us to not drive two different directions. So we just decided to, we passed on that one and we didn't want to move to Texas. So we obviously didn't go there. So after you decided to turn the job down in Lexington and then not to go to Texas, which was another option for you, how long was that between the time where you uh, were looking at the Louisville Police Department? Uh, About a year. Okay. And did you feel like this was kind of a last-ditch effort, that if you got this one, you were doing it, and if not, then maybe it wasn't going to work out, or was it just another another try, and if you wouldn't have gotten it, you probably would have tried again? Mm, I probably would have tried again at some point. I just, I don't know. I mean, I didn't have like a, oh, yep, definitely going to keep going or nothing like that. I just, I, I'd say I probably would have, but nothing yeah. that sure. Yeah. Well, once once you got into the academy, what, what was that like? Tell me, I guess – because it went through stages of different things that you were doing, right? So, like, what what was it like starting out at the academy? Uh, the first mm, two weeks, I guess, two to three weeks, they tried to force you to quit, see if you actually wanna wanna be there, if you wanna be a police officer. I guess it's kind of it's a lot more physical, um, and they're kind of in your face. And then after that, it kind of it tapers off. I mean, they still get after you, but it's not like they're just constantly on top of you, crushing you, nothing like that. Um, Do you remember the numbers uh, of what you guys started out with at the academy and what ended up graduating? Yeah, we started with 48 on our first orientation day, and then we graduated with 41, so we lost a total of seven. Okay. We either quit, fired, or whatever. Yeah. Um, what was the, the physical... Uh, process like like I know there's there's mental stuff to being a cop and there's physical stuff too what kind of physical training did they put you guys through uh they got a gym that uh uh, guys own a gym in Middletown that are the two guys that own it are former police um and so they come in and do it it's basically like uh CrossFit training style workouts um so it kind of is police geared I guess you could say for what we do um, and it's just different stuff, you know, so it's a lot of body weight stuff, like free weights, um, nothing like lifting heavy weights or nothing like that. It's, it's just more like, it's more geared for doing what we do kind of a thing. You also had some like hand to hand combat type stuff that you did, right? What, what was that like? Yeah, they do stuff like uh, a red man fight, um, which is where basically you fight instructors where that are wearing a big. Uh, red suit that basically just protects them from so when you hit them it doesn't hurt them as bad as it hurts you basically is what it turns out to be so how big was that guy that you fought i saw a picture or video of something and he looked like he was like six foot seven uh the guy actually ended up fighting on the because you do like a slow red man day um where they like kind of slowly build you into it so you're not just right off the bat going after it the guy that i fought that day was six eleven the guy yeah. on the actual test was he was only about six one, six two. He wasn't he wasn't as big. What are they wanting you to do in those fights and stuff? Are you just trying to make sure that the guy doesn't grab you or are you taking him to the ground? Like what what's your what's your goal? 
not to quit, basically. Not to quit. Okay. And what other kind of training did you go through besides the physical stuff? Like what what stuff were you learning? Uh, what like situational type things? What were you doing with all that? Uh, well, I mean, the big thing you learn is, you know, you obviously have to know your your laws, um, what you're allowed to do legally and what you're not allowed to do. Uh, and then there's different stuff like, uh, you know, they put you through testing where like scenario stuff where, you know, you'll have sim guns, which are like paintball guns, basically. And you go through different scenarios where you either shoot, don't shoot, um, you know, they try to get your heart rate up, try to get you to just to get you wound up, see if you can make mistakes or not. Did you have a favorite part of the academy with something you got to do? Maybe that uh, road course or something else? <clears throat> yeah, our driving week, we spent a whole week just driving cars. Um, and it's nice because they're not yours. So you they tell you drive it like you stole it. And so <laughs> when you do, it, they actually don't care. I actually tore the. I mean, I didn't do a whole lot of damage, but I tore the mirror off one of them and basically got a pat on the back for tearing the mirror off a car. So it's always huh. nice to be allowed, and uh, they want you to wreck them because they want you to see, all right, where's your limit of, yep, that was too fast, nope, that's not fast enough, or what have you. That's interesting. So whenever you guys were doing that roads course, is it, are you like simulating pursuing people, or are you just driving fast, or are there obstacles in your way, or what? Uh, there's obstacles, like they have cones set up that you aren't allowed to knock over. Um, uh, it's just, it's kind of different depending on what it is. The last day where I actually tore the mirror off, that was actually in a pursuit. Um, so you do a pursuit on the, on the road course and you have to call off what streets you're on, your speeds, all of the policy information. And I just may try to make a turn too fast and couldn't get in so i tried to get out of the turn and when i did it i just hit a stop sign so was the worst experience of the academy the time with the oh, pepper spray hands down yeah. what d describe what that's like because i think most of us probably have not experienced that <laughs> yeah indescribable and if an officer ever says he's gonna oc you drop what you are doing and just comply immediately because it is terrible yeah and you said that, like, you would have showers that you took later, right? Where it would, like, it stem was still stuck in your hair or something. It would run down into your eyes. Yeah, basically, like, uh, it would just burn. When it happens, it burns. Mm -hmm. it burns your face. It burns your eyes. It just kind of, like, does it all over. And basically, um, that night, it took me about an hour to be able to see enough to drive home after I got sprayed. And then yeah. that night, um, dad was actually up here and he wanted to go out to eat at Mexican restaurant, of course, um, <clears throat> which is what you need after your face is burned to go eat spicy food. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I took a shower and I had been told before from some people like, Hey, when you do the residue is still on your face. So just be careful. So I would lean over so the water wouldn't run down my body or anything. And it's like, it kind of reignited my, not, um, not my eyes, but my face. So my face was burning again, just got really hot. Um, it That night, it felt more like a a really bad sunburn, like a really mm -hmm. bad one. And then you get in the shower afterwards, it's kind of what it felt like. Um, and then even the next day when I took a shower, like I could still, I could still feel it the very next day. Um, some people said they felt it even, we got sprayed on a Friday night. 
some people said they even felt it um, when they took a shower on Sunday night. So even 48 hours later, I didn't have that. Wow. They say yeah. the more fair, the more fair or white, I guess your skin is, the worse it is for you. But I don't know. Yeah. What did it feel like to to graduate? Uh, like to finally accomplish something that you'd really been working towards for a really long time. Uh, I mean, I don't know. It was cool. I didn't graduate college, so I guess that's that was my first graduation since high school, which was 10 years, 11 years ago now, I guess. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I'm not one of those guys that kind of gets in, like, I didn't cry or nothing, you know. I mean, it was it was cool and all, don't get me wrong, but, you know, I guess it was just cool. Yeah, and that had to be, that had to be cool that so many um, family members were able to make the trip to be out there. Yeah, it was cool. It was neat. Uh, I really appreciate them all coming. You know, it's it's not easy to always have to go around for stuff. You know, we got a lot of families spread out all across now. So, you know, it was neat that the ones that got to come were there. And I know, like, you didn't get to come and a couple other people didn't get to come. And, you know, I and I understood it wasn't like I was mad at anybody for it. So, but it was it yeah. was nice to get together as a family. Well, I showed in all of my classes um, whenever I was introducing myself to the class and stuff. Uh, I showed him a picture of our family because I like our family. And it was the one of you guys out in front of your house, I think, with your police uniform on and stuff. And told him that I was really proud of you and that um wish I could have been there, but was glad that I got to watch it on Facebook and stuff. So it was it was neat to see the pictures of you guys all hanging out. Well, they probably hate you even more now, then. Probably. But you know what? When I'm in control and I'm the teacher, I get to say whatever the heck I want and show them whatever the heck I want. So it's a pretty sweet job. I don't think you've ever been in control of anything, to be honest with you. But you know, well, I mean, you want to there's a those words. That's fine, but it makes me feel good. There's a there's a it's pretend, but you know they let me pretend. It pretend. It's okay. <laughs> um, have you made any good relationships with the the people that were in your academy class with you? Yeah, got some couple of people that uh, really cool. But they actually are going to be, or they are, I guess now um arson investigators and then there's a couple guys that are uh lmpd guys that i'll definitely probably keep in touch with that's cool what um how do people get into specific jobs in the department like right well first i guess what what is your job that you're doing now and then how do you if you want to move into different parts of of the department like arson or different things like that (laughs) well arson is completely different from what we're doing so for arson that you got to have firefighter experience um and then it goes in there and you have to actually apply for that that's a whole it's the same it's own it's still run by the government metro government but it's separate um and then if i want to do like any special groups either way no matter what you do it's you have to do three years on the beat so which is what i have just a regular beat officer which is what people see every day on the street Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm out in the seventh division, which is out near Gene Snyder and 65, where they meet up at. Um, you just ride your beat, do whatever's out there. Calls for, so if you call 911, you would, I would in in that area, like I would be the one that responds to it. Um, and then after three years, if you want to go to a special specialty division like narcotics or homicide or things like that, you'd put application in and. It would just be whatever. If you got the job, you did. If you didn't, and it's good based off of your 
your stats. So there's no quota, even though people believe there's quota in policing. There's not. But if you have what they call stats, which is the more lock, like if I want to do um, narcotics and I need to get as many arrests or tickets or whatever you want to call it that uh, involve narcotics while I'm on the beat, um, <clears throat> that way it shows that I have a knack for it. And that's what that's how you get into that. It helps you get into specialty units. Yeah. Is there active? Yeah. Is there um, is there something that you want to get into or you're just going to kind of feel it out? <clears throat> I'm probably just going to feel it out for now. Um, I've always wanted to get into gangs, but we don't have a gang unit at the moment because our mayor believes we don't have a gang problem for whatever reason. That's strange for Louisville. <laughs> Yeah, so we have a unit that does gang stuff. It's just not a quote-unquote gang unit. Um, so we'll see. I mean, like I said, I have to do at least three years as a beat officer, so I know for the next three years I'm doing what I'm doing now. So I'm kind of just see where it goes for three years, and three years I might want to do something else. You never know. Yeah, and you're working nights, aren't you? Yep. Does that Does that last for three years, or is that – Possibly it could be less. It could be less. It just all, it all depends on what is open. Um, so every division has different openings basically. And right, like right now the day shift, they have a couple, like I know I was talking, every division is broken to beats. So you cover, you don't cover the whole division per se. You cover a small area and there's a beat in the first division that has Five, which is the downtown area, it has five openings for day shift. Just nobody wants it. But seniority gets first pick at it. So okay. if somebody above me wants it, they're going to get it. But if nobody wants it and it falls all the way down to me, then I could get it. It just depends on who gets – where everybody's at in the, in the slot for it. So. Yeah. Uh, how many days or how many shifts have you worked so far? Two. Two? And so. how have they gone? How are you liking it? I like it. I would like to be in a little bit busier area, honestly, just because I've seen a lot of guys um, that are in the academy class. I've talked to a few of them. They're getting into a few more, let's call it violent crimes, um, more felony lockups already. I haven't really got into any of that. I have locked up two guys now for DUIs. Um, That's kind of the extent of my big time crime stuff, I guess, wrote in a few speed or not speeding tickets, but traffic violations. And, Mm -hmm. but what I want to get into is, you know, going to happen in the more downtown areas, the West end. And that's where I'd like to get eventually. So are you by yourself whenever you're doing things or are you with another officer that's like mentoring you? How does that work? Yeah, we basically do 16 weeks with a mentor, I guess you want to call it. Um, we call them PTO officers. Um, I'm not sure what the P- it's police training officer, I think is what it is. Okay. Um, and we'll basically do 16 weeks with an officer we ride with. And then if we pass their test, which is just basically, I guess, how they feel. If they feel like we have done well enough to move on, then... And it's actually, you actually, over the 16 weeks, you're actually working with, like, four different officers. So it's not like it's just one guy that if he doesn't like you, you're done. I mean, it's four officers. Um, and if they feel like you're adequate enough to be on the street, then you move on to a solo phase where you're by yourself. That's so pretty if sweet. All goes well, December 2nd, I will become a solo police officer. 
And that's when I'm supposed to come visit so I can ride along with you, right? That is correct. <laughs> um, so whenever you and Alyssa, earlier in your marriage, she worked nights for a little while doing nursing stuff. And I don't think you guys like that very much because uh, you didn't get to see each other as often. What um, are you worried about that now that you're working nights? Um, how, how are you guys feeling about that? <clears throat> I don't know if I'd say worried, but um, I mean, it's something we're trying to be more cognizant of. You know, trying to see now that I know what my schedule is going to be like every week, um, we're going to try to set it up so our schedules kind of align better. Um, and then so at least we can see each other on a daily basis and not go multiple days without seeing each other. Mm -hmm. um, and then, you know, I would like to go to day shift just because mainly because of that reason that I would like to be able to see her more. So it might not happen for several years, but. It's just kind of one of those, it is what it is, and we'll work through it, see where it goes, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Um, what, does, what does your weekly schedule look like? Uh, so for right now, like, this is my long week, so I worked um, four days. I'm going to work four days, so it'll be Monday night, Tuesday night, and then I work Friday night, Saturday night, and then <clears throat> next week. I'll end up working um, Sunday night, so I'll work all three days this weekend. But it'll be Sunday night, and then I'm off for two, so then I work uh, Wednesday, Thursday is the days. So it's gotcha. basically whatever days you're, whatever days I work the first week are the days that I'm off the second week. So you're all, you're guaranteed every other weekend off. You're guaranteed every other whatever day it is off. So like next weekend. I have to work the fair for overtime, but outside of that, um, I actually am off three straight days. I'm off Friday, Saturday, and Sunday next weekend. Hmm. Um, what are you going to be doing for the fair? Are you just walking around patrolling and stuff or something I particular? Gonna, I think I'm at a traffic location, so like just directing traffic is usually what we end up doing. Gotcha. The we saw... Yeah, we saw, I was in Estes Park the other day um, in Colorado, went up there hiking, and then we went downtown walking around, and they had a couple of traffic cops that were out there, and the lady that was doing it was really into it and was, like, dancing the whole time. So I expect yeah. that from you, and I expect viral videos uh, from you at the State Fair with all of your, your dancing moves. Yeah, that doesn't happen for me. Um <laughs> Not my style. I just sit there and do as least amount as possible, actually. Lame. Well, thanks for calling. I really appreciated it, and I had a lot of fun. Hope you did, too. Maybe we can do it again sometime. Yeah, no problem, Bob. I expect this to be up within the 24 hours, like uh, KSR. Yeah, I'll work on that. <laughs> <laughs> And I hope you guys listening enjoyed listening just as much as me and Steven enjoyed making the podcast today. You've been listening to the Hobbs Happening Podcast, where we use stories to bring our family closer together. I'm your host, Andrew Hobbs. Please join us next time as I talk to David and Sarah about their recent engagement and their plans for the future. 